What's up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Secret Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in to our very last live session of Mastering Single Podcast. Thank you so much for your patience. I do greatly appreciate it. Um, we were having technical difficulties, and I had to use a different software, and so I praise God that I'm able to still share this word with all of you guys before we close out 2021 when it comes to the sessions. And so thank you so much again. Um, tonight, we're going to be discussing the common factor for singles and couples. The common factor for singles and couples. Now, some of you may have an idea what the common factor is, because recently for our recent session, we discussed the number one reason for failed relationships, dysfunctional marriages, and divorce. And so if you tune into our recent session we had October, this past October, you may have this idea of what I'm referring to when I'm talking about the common factor between singles and couples. And if not, this is why you're here. This is why you're tuned in, because you are curious to know especially if it is a common factor for both singles and couples, that means you are included in the number, right? You are included in the number. And this information is really beneficial for you to know in order for you to have success in regards to what the common factor is. Why is it common to begin with? Um, that must mean that it holds a lot of value. And so if you all were not, if some of you guys who are tuning in rather, if you were not present for the recent um, session. Very quickly, we discussed the number of reasons for failed relationships, dysfunctional uh, marriages, and divorce. And we learned the, the reason being is that many people enter relationships or marriages. Uh, many people even enter the dating world because they desire love, they desire to be loved. But often what is the missing link is that some people forget that they should not be seeking love from other people, but they should know that they're first loved by God and they should know that God's love is immeasurable and is more than enough for them. And it is that love, God's love, which we also read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that allows us as people, right, that allows us as human beings to be able to love ourselves um, properly and to also love other people. And so without further ado, tonight I want to discuss now the main common factor, right, for singles and couples. Now, y'all, the main common factor here, it has to do concerning relationships. Whether you're single or whether you are a couple, you're in a relationship, the main factor here for even single people and those who are dating or those who are a couple is relationship. If you are single, you're going to have to deal with relationships on the day-to-day -day basis. Whether you are extroverted or introverted, you cannot escape relationships. It is very pretty much right in our faces. Even if you perhaps are a business person and you have an online business, you are also still interacting with human beings. You're interacting with living souls. Yes, there are automated um, services that you can use to do certain services, right, um, in order for you to do something else. But you are dealing with your customers. Your customers are not, a, you know, is not a robot. Your customer is a real individual. And so there's some type of interaction you will be doing with other people, um, whether you are a people person, meaning you're outgoing, or whether you are um, perhaps, you know, introverted or perhaps you are shy, et cetera. And so that is very important for us to realize this. The common factor is relationship. And so that means, you know, whether you're single or whether you are dating, whether you are a couple, you have to begin to learn to master relationships. And if you were with us for all of our previous sessions, whether it was in 2020 or 2019, if you've also been just a loyal listener of the podcast since 2018, 
then you know that I'm very outspoken concerning um, singlehood. I'm very outspoken concerning making sure that we master singlehood before we put our, ourselves in a situation where we are not able to manage relationships properly. We're not able to really succeed in marriage. Now, often you will see people enter relationships and yet they don't know the foundation of a relationship or what causes a relationship to be successful to begin with. And you see this with marriage as well. Some people get married, especially again, Hollywood being, you know, the magnifying glass to us because, you know, pop culture is seen everywhere. When you see someone is um, getting in a relationship nowadays, especially in pop culture uh, or getting married, it's often seemed to be like it's not going to last long. Like people already have this notion that it's not going to uh, end in great success or it's not going to be a long lasting marriage. But the very thing is that either, even when, excuse me, um, someone ends up breaking a relationship, right, a romantic relationship, or they end up getting a divorce, that doesn't mean we could just, you know, um, erase relationship from the face of planet Earth. You're going to still deal with people. I'm going to still deal with people, and I'm still going to be doing interactions with other people. And so if that is the case, then I need to master relationship. And one of the benefits, if you are single, then you know that you will master relationship if first you're mastering yourself, you're mastering your um, identity in Christ Jesus, you're mastering your purpose, and you're mastering what the Bible talks about, the fruits of the spirit. And so for tonight, I want to go ahead and just quickly um, just do a case study on two Bible characters, one of them being Paul the Apostle, and the other one is being David. And I just chose these two men because again, uh, if you are familiar with them, you know that Apostle Paul, he was a single man. He did um, full-time ministry. He chose to not marry. To him, singlehood was a gift and it was a gift that he greatly enjoyed. David, on the other hand, he was married, you know, multiple times. You can say he had multiple wives and so forth. Um, and so I wanted to go ahead and show you then the reason why, whether you're single or you're a couple, you still need to understand how to interact with other people in a way which is godly, in a way which is honorable, and in a way, honestly, will bring you great result as well, right? Will bring you great favor. And um, I just want to quickly go ahead, though, before we further continue with this discussion, if you have your Bible, um, please go ahead and open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Please go ahead and open your Bible pages to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Now, if you found the scripture, it's Paul here saying that if we do not have love, amen, if we do not have love, pretty much he is saying there in that scripture, it's like you don't have anything at all. And so Paul is saying, even if I'm able to prophesy, even if I'm able to heal the sick in the name of Jesus, even if I am able to do all these wonderful things, if I don't have love, it's as if I'm not doing them at all. Because love is a driving force for, for the doing of these things, for the functioning of these things. And love is truly what actually shows us that we are servants of God. Amen. You know, Jesus himself said that we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. And he often said that this was the greatest commandment that he had left for his disciples to follow. And that as we follow it, the world would know that we belong to him. And this is true as well. 
um, when it comes to relationship. When I'm talking here about relationship, I'm not near, merely just talking about romantic relationships, but I'm talking about relationships as a whole in general. I'm talking about familial relationship, the um, relationship you have with your family members. I'm talking about agape love, right? The way that you are um, able to interact with your friends, right? And I'm also talking about just day-to-day -day interactions, day-to-day -day interactions that you have perhaps with um, you know, your coworkers or your colleagues at work and so forth. And so it's very important for us to understand how then can we master relationships? How then can we do relationships very well to the point where there's no strife, to the point where there's no disorder, there's no chaos, but instead we are seeing good fruits bearing forth as a result of doing them the correct way. And one of the ways that we can do that is when we are studying, for example, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, and as a whole, the entire chapter 13. This is very much so a significant chapter when we're dealing with relationships, when we're dealing with marriage and how to really function in our roles, whether um, you're a wife or a husband, even just simply as a human being, amen? And so even if you're tuning in and you're not a Christian, this is valuable information to really help you to just um, know how to interact um, with other people, know how to um, properly communicate as well your needs to others, how to properly um, ask for assistance if you are indeed in need of assistance. Um, if you can quickly go ahead and open your Bible pages, I want to go ahead and um, read Luke 6 verse 31 and as well as Luke 6 verse 30 verse 38. But let's go ahead and um, focus on Luke 6 verse 31. So Luke 6 verse 31, y'all, it says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. I'm just going to pause right there. And I just want us to just dialogue for a moment and really discuss this point right here that we just read in Luke 6 um, verses 31. Do unto others as you would like for them to do unto you. This is something that most of us have learned, maybe even in elementary school. Um, but as the older you get, right, the older you get, the more value you see in this statement, the more value um, you see that it holds and the more that you want to actually practice it, the more that you actually want to practice it. Relationship is mostly about mutual respect, amen, mutual love. You know, it's difficult for us to be in relationship with other people if we don't respect them and if we don't love them. Now, some people, um, they, may not, they may not have a strong liking for someone, but they will respect that person. Without respect, there's truly no type of agreement. And without respect, it's very difficult even to have a simple interaction. And so it's very important for us to understand the common factor here as well whether you are a single or you are a couple, we need to know how to respect one another. And we need to understand that respecting someone else um, is not something that you should just do, whether that person respects you back, but it's something that should be a natural practice to just respect that individual. Just like the Bible just said to us here in Luke 6 verse 31, we're not respecting them necessarily because they deserve our respect, because sometimes people will mistreat you, right? And you do feel, you know, sometimes to um, get out of character and show them, hey, who's boss? Because <laughs> they're disrespecting you. But we learn from scripture is that even if people are not treating us right, we should still extend respect to them. We, sh we should still extend grace to them. We should still extend 
uh, love to them. Amen. And so we see here, because we're discussing as well, Apostle Paul and David, we see both men throughout scripture. They were men who actually extended grace to other people. And they were men who not only were highly expected by the group of people that they were doing life with, but they also highly respected other people. They also highly respected other people. And so when you and I, when we put ourselves in this position where we honor other people as ourselves, not only is it going to make the interaction run smoothly, but it's also gonna allow other people too, to highlight in you, you're a person of great respect. You are a person of great value. Now, if you and I, when we see an individual, even if we don't know that person, if we tend to just, you know, treat them like a foreigner, if we just tend to just, you know, talk to them unkindly, that individual will not view us as a person that is highly respected. That individual will not view us as a person of great value because usually if you are a person of great value, you are going to treat other people of great value as well. Going back to what we just read in Luke 6 verse 33, excuse me, Luke 6 verse 31. And so it's very important for us to understand that respect is something that we do often need to carry. You know, it's not it's not wise to leave the house and just decide, you know what, I'm going to be disrespectful uh, today. I'm going to be disrespectful to the people who cut me in the line. Right. I'm going to be disrespectful to the people who um, treated treated me you know, unfairly or unkindly the week before. We have to understand and learn to put ourselves in a situation where we have that self-control to bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Right. To bear the fruit of self-control, to bear the fruit of patience. Um, to bear the fruit of kindness. And um, Apostle Paul and David, my goodness, they were put in certain situations where honestly, if you were with them at that time, you would say you had absolutely the very right um, to, you know, to, to talk back to this person. You had the, the very right, um, you know, to speak your mind because this person was truly in the wrong. But oftentimes you see Apostle Paul and David, they had to walk in love and they chose to walk in love and they chose to do certain things that people who were near them or people who came from the same background as them would never do. For example, I want to quickly go ahead and read 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 22 in regards to David. And I just want to quickly show you the character that David had and um, how he was a person who really mastered relationship and mastered the way he interacted with people, even with those who came from a different background as them. And even those who came from the same background as, as him, but they just didn't necessarily have the type of heart and character David had. If you go to 1 Samuel 30, verse 22 to 25, it says, y'all, it says, but all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, because they did not go out with us, we will not share with them the plunder we recovered. However, each man may take his wife and children and go. In verse 23, it says to us, David replied to these men, right? David says, no, my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and delivered into our hands the raiding party that came against us. And then the last couple of verses says here, who will listen to what you say? I'm going to stop right there. I want us to mainly focus on um, verses 22 to 23. 
I want you to see the contrast between David and the men. So pretty much very quickly, David went to battle and he ended up destroying his enemies, right? He ended up winning that battle. And as a result, he ended up recovering the goods um, from the men who that they, they defeated. But at the time, there were a group of men who belonged to David's camp who were too tired to join David in this battle. And so once David won the plunder, right? And once the man who accompanied him came back to where they were stationed at, they said to David, no, we shouldn't give any goods to these men. We shouldn't give any good to them because they didn't help us to fight these enemies of ours. So why should we give them half of our plunder, right? Why should we give them our reward, what we were able to receive from our victory, right, from this battle? And David said, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? Yes, I understand they didn't join us for this battle, but this plunder, right, this soil, you know, God is the spoil, excuse me. God is the one who gave us this spoil, right? God is the one who gave us this reward. If it wasn't for God to begin with, we would have never defeated our enemy. And David was, again, you can see here, he's a man after God's own heart. He's a man who doesn't just think about himself. He doesn't just think about um, whether the person, you know, the group of people did him wrong or not, whether they were helpful or not. But he wanted to be generous because he knew generous was the type of characteristic as well that was good in the eyes of God. He knew that God is a God who sees everything. So if he ended up, you know, listening to the opposing men, right, saying, no, you shouldn't give them any goods because they didn't assist us to win this battle. He knew that God would be judging him from heaven and say, David, why would you do such a thing? You know, um, you should be caring, right? You should be loving. Um, look at me. I am God, right? But I give to those who are in need. I give to the orphans, right? God doesn't just necessarily give to those who believe in him, but God, if he sees someone who is in desperate need of deliverance, God is a God. He does whatever pleases him. He will go ahead and rescue that person. He will go ahead and rescue that orphan. Amen. And so this is the type of man David was. And although David, again, was not single, right? But we could see here that David, he was someone who mastered relationship. He was someone who knew how to deal, deal with his brothers, right? Meaning um, his Jewish brothers, those who came from the same same background as him, same religious background, ethnicity as him. And he also knew how to deal with foreigners. He also knew how to even deal with his enemies. Um, there are many particular passages in the Bible where sometimes David, even though he bumped heads with certain people, right, um, with certain clans that were not of God, he often tried to make peace with them. And it's because often they reject his peace treaties, right? They reject his offer that, you know, all of a sudden David's like, you know what, you don't want to receive this, then this is not my fault anymore, right? I'm trying to make peace with you, but you don't want to receive it. Well, that's fine. Now, I want to quickly go ahead now and pay attention to Paul again. Again, I want to bring this again back into play. Paul is a single man, right? Apostle Paul, he was a single man. But however, if you go to the book of Corinthians, the first Corinthians chapter seven, that particular passage in the book of Corinthians, you see Paul here is talking about marriage. He is talking about how husband and wife should function in their specific roles in marriage. And you're saying to yourself, here's this man, he's a single man, right? I'm, I'm not sure he's he was ever married. I believe if he was married, I, I believe the Bible, right, would have mentioned that. But um, for the sake of this session, for sure, we could say that Paul was never married. He was a single man. That's what he chose um, to be for the rest of his life. And often he even um, 
you know, <laughs> even try to encourage all the people that he was ministering to, to remain single, because if they remain single, they would be fully devoted to God. They wouldn't have to worry about taking care of other responsibilities that sometimes kind of weigh people, right? Um, for example, if you are married, um, and especially if you are married and you have children, you're not only thinking about yourself, but you're thinking about your spouse, you're thinking about your children, you're thinking about, you know, what dinner to make tonight, you're thinking about waking up in the morning to drop them to school, right, your children before you go to work and etc. So your hand is pretty full um, versus to someone who perhaps is single. Now, someone who is single, that doesn't mean they don't have responsibilities, but however, um, sometimes the load is a little lighter because they often is thinking about themselves, meaning, you know, thinking about taking care of their needs. They know that they don't have to pay extra, um, extra for certain expenses because they're living a life that is measured in a way where you can say, oh, yeah, this is, this is a single person's living versus this is a family person, you know, family living. And so, um, yeah, so if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, you see Paul, he is single, and yet he is addressing people how to have godly marriages, how to be a, um, a good husband, how to be a good wife, right? And you're saying to yourself, how was Paul able to do all of this? Of course, he had the wisdom given to him by God's spirit, but I also believe it's because Paul, he bared the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Paul, he remember Paul was Saul and after that transformation right after the Lord arrested his spirit in Damascus and spoke to him Paul began to be transformed by the power of the spirit of God and so as he began to become transformed by the power of the spirit of God certain things that he used to do as Saul he no longer did them as Paul and which which means to also say that he began to bear fruits of the spirit Perhaps he was short-tempered, but now because he had the spirit and he was walking with the spirit, he became someone who was self-controlled, like he had self-control. He, he became more patience, right? patient, right? He became more kind. He became more um, understanding. He became more gentle. Um, he became more of a man who desired righteousness. It wasn't just about doing a list of um, everything that he wanted to do or what was righteous in his eyes, but he wanted to do what was righteous in God's eyes. Amen. And so that's very important for us to see the common factor for both singles and couples is often us being respectful towards other people, towards ourselves. It's often as well um, showing fruits of the Holy Spirit. You are being kind. You are truly challenging yourself to be kind you are challenging yourself to have self-control you are challenging challenging yourself to sometimes put yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to understand why it is that they act the way that they act or why it is that they um interacted you in that manner and so forth amen now i want to go ahead and quickly as well talk about paul in the sense where if you read his epistles, right, if you read, for example, we just mentioned the book of Corinthians, first Corinthians, or if you read the book of Romans, or if you read the book of Ephesians, you see often Paul addresses the people in the letter, right, the brothers and sisters in Christ in the letter with brotherly love, with a godly love. Um, he didn't, you know, he didn't address them harshly, but he often showed them that it was, it was his greatest desire to see them grow more in the faith, grow more in their faith in a relationship with God. Paul wanted for them as well to experience what he himself has experienced, which is transformation, right? Transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit, transformation by the knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord 
and savior. And this should be the same when it comes to us. Again, whether you are single or a couple, even if perhaps you're not going to have an intimate relationship with everyone that you meet. But at the end of the day, you want to address whomever, you know, like whomever come to your path, you want to address them uh, with an agape love. You want to address them again with respect. You want to address them in a way that is honorable. Um, you want to address them in a way if, if Jesus was standing right next to you, Jesus wouldn't say, why did you handle that matter in this lighting? Why did you talk to this person in that way? And just by the way that you address that person or you interacted with that person, you are also witnessing to that person. That person will stop and say, you know, why did you show me kindness when you should have given me what I had given to you? And you can say, you know, it's because of the spirit of Christ who lives in me. It's because of the spirit of Christ who teaches me how to have self-control, who teaches me how to have kindness who teaches me how to have gentleness you know I was speaking to one of my sisters um last night one of my sisters in Christ you know I was explaining to her one of the reasons why the fruits of the spirit is so beneficial and also one of the reasons why you see um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is unique from what you know the world knows as gentleness and kindness it's not to say that there's a different type of kindness um, in the Bible versus the world, but it's just to show you that when it comes to scripture, when we read of the fruits of the spirit, um, you know, having having um, righteousness, right, having um, self-control, having patience, having gentleness, these are attributes that God wants us as his children to have on a daily basis. God wants this to be your lifestyle. God doesn't want you to wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to choose to be self-controlled. And then the next day you choose to go off. You know what I'm saying? Other people in the world or worldly thinking may be, okay, I'm going to choose to have self-control if you choose to respect me. But as soon as you don't choose to respect me, I'm going to show you, you know, a piece of my mind. But in contrast, in the word of God, we ought to walk in these fruits. We ought to bear these fruits on a daily basis. It has to become now our life. And it can, in fact, become our life if we, again, we surrender ourselves to God's spirit. And we even ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit, bless me to have self-control. Bless me to be kind. Bless me to be patient. Bless me to be loving. Bless me to be right. Bless me to desire righteousness, what is pleasing in the eyes of God. And honestly, y'all, when we choose to um, really desire um, these attributes, really desire these these fruits of the Holy Spirit is going to allow us again, whether you are single or you are a couple to thrive in relationships, to really master relationships and as well as interactions. Now, what is the main difference you would say between interaction and relationship? Because I brought it up a couple of times so far during this discussion. Now, one of the things that I would say is the main differences between an interaction and relationship is that a relationship, when you think about it, is having to do with two people in agreement to constantly grow. It has to do with an agreement, right? Two people in agreement to constantly grow or to have an exchange with one another. Now, we can interact with other people, that, but that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't mean that we're technically in relationship with that person, you know, whether it's romantic or a friendship. But however, even if it's just merely a one-time interaction, what needs to be present is us as well, again, walking in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, recognizing that the way that we treat this individual, it has nothing to do whether, you know, whether or not they treated us well um, before we made that interaction, but it's because we want, again, 
to treat other people as ourselves because we know we have value. And we know the reason why we're treating this person in that manner is because we want them as well to recognize our value. So that way, when they do in fact interact with us or address us, right, they're going to give us respect as well. There will, there will be a mutual exchange, right, of the same give and take. But even if that's not the case, right, because many many times, perhaps in your personal life, you've been kind to someone else. And even when you were kind to that person, they were still very much so rude to you, right? And so it doesn't mean um, by default, if you be respectful and kind to other people, they will do the same in return. But however, you know, you know there's a scripture in the Bible which says, um, you know, the, the, I believe there's a scripture in the Bible which says, um, for example, like even you know, like, you know, turn the other cheek, but there's another one, but it's not coming to my mind. Um, but it, but it went in the, in a way where it says, you know, you know, just do what is right. You know, just do what is right. It's best to do what is right. It's best that your hands is clean, right? And it's the other person's hands that is dirty. In the eyes of God, God is going to see you are just, God is going to see that you are righteous and God will deal with that other person. Amen. I hope that you guys are enjoying um, this discussion. I believe it's a much needed discussion, especially as we get to close out 2021 very soon. I know many of you all are, again, maybe you are in a relationship or maybe you just entered the dating world or maybe you are a single and you are desiring to be in a relationship or you're desiring to be um, married. And so I believe this is a great needed um, topic in order for you to begin again to make that prayer to the Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit, you know, continue to help me to bear these fruits. Because honestly, y'all, you know, these fruits are a must for us to master relationship. Because again, the common factor, whether you're single or not, is that you're going to deal with relationships, whether you like it or not. You know, first and foremost, life is about living for God. Amen. Life is about glorifying God. But secondly, life is also about relationships. If you think about it, if you think about it, life is about relationship. The kingdom of God was about relationship. Think about it. When you had, you know, people like Apostle Paul, who the Bible um, says was to be the greatest apostle, right? Even though he didn't see Jesus in the flesh like Peter and the other disciples did. But um, you have to say, this was a man who knew how to interact with other people. This was a man who knew how to do relationship well. If Apostle Paul wasn't a man who knew how to do relationship well, I don't believe that he was going to be able to win most of these converts um, to the kingdom of God. Now, some people, they will challenge this statement and they will say, well, he had the spirit of God and it's God's spirit that, you know, gives salvation or perhaps you know touch the heart of the non-believer to accept salvation which is true but however who does jesus himself tells us um to you know to go give salvation meaning go give the message of the gospel um did jesus say that you know the spirit of god is going to go ahead and give the message of the gospel or did jesus say that we we who believe in him he sent us to go give um, the great commission, right? To give the message of the gospel. And so yes, the work, the transformational work is done by the spirit of God. But however, you will notice that God often used people to do his purpose on the earth. And he did that through the relationships that um, his service had with other people. It is because of Paul's character that Paul was able to really convince other people as well to listen to him. 
um, for example, like let let's let's just ponder on this for for a moment. If Paul was very rude and self righteous, right, when he was speaking about Jesus, do you think that people would even tend to listen to him? Do you think that people would even give him the time of day? I don't believe that. I don't think so. But I believe it's because Paul. He was so touched and transformed, yes, by God's spirit that he wanted to go ahead and imitate Christ in every shape or form. And that is why even his letters, he even encouraged those who listened to him to imitate him as he imitate Christ. Because he knew Christ was someone, again, not only Lord and Savior, right, of our lives, but he was one who modeled best the fruits of the spirit of God and what it truly means to be holy, what it truly means to be righteous, what it truly means to be godly. And so um, before I continue, I want to quickly go ahead and give you all these um, scriptures. There's multiple scriptures I wish I can go ahead and further extend to you, you know, further elaborate with you. But for the sake of time, I just want to go ahead and state the scriptures. And during your leisure time, you can go ahead and meditate on these scriptures. Um, go ahead and mark wherever you are in your notepad if you have one or your cell phone. First Corinthians chapter seven. First Corinthians chapter seven. Really, the entire passage. Honestly, go ahead and study it during your leisure time. We already went over this. First Corinthians thirteen verse one. Luke six verse thirty one. Luke six verse thirty eight. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17, Romans 12, verse 10, Ephesians 4, verse 12, Jeremiah 7, verse 5 to 9, and this is definitely one I'm going to um, highlight to you all before I go ahead and close the session. Thank you so much for your time again, and um, I want you guys to also go ahead and write down Romans 1, Romans 1, chapter 9, verse 10 to 13, and lastly, I want you guys to go ahead and write down 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20. And so thus far, we introduced to you all that the common factor for singles and couples is, again, relationship. Even if you're single, right, meaning you're not dating anybody, you're not married, you're not in a relationship, don't you, however, still, you know, have to deal with relationships, whether it's you know, having to um, do life with your sisters, with your brothers, with your friends, right? Um, whether it's with a coworker, right? It may not be a sentimental um, relationship where you call this coworker your bestie, but you know that you have to work with that coworker in order to fulfill, right, the need of that company or um, in order to fulfill that, that work shift, amen? And so again, um, relationship is just unavoidable. Interactions with other human beings is unavoidable. As long as you are on this earth, you're going to have to speak to other people. You're going to have to um, talk to other people. You're going to have to do life with other people. Now, the Bible tells us, again, to be wise with whom we associate with. Um, but however, the Bible does tell us we have to love. Um, we have to love people, right? We have to love people like Christ. Um, even though, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us to trust everyone, but uh, we have to indeed be set apart to the point where we give respect to other people, whether we think they deserve it or not. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's very, very much so important for you to know this as well. 
this topic of discussion is also for you. It's also for me. You know, it doesn't matter if you're single or if you're a couple or if you're married or not. Um, we are going to have to grow together to really master relationships very well. Because when we are able to master relationships, we are able to see the possibility to have a better society. Um, one of the things that I want to quickly go ahead and highlight here before we even address Jeremiah 7 verses 5 to 9 is you know how to me i believe um you know the school system kind of failed um in in regards to how you know when a student leaves the school system they go into the public world right and they're more they're more likely driven um towards their career but not necessarily driven to just be a good neighbor you know um i think i said said that um a, you know a couple of times in previous podcast episodes but you know i don't understand how the school system will teach students about for example sociology um, and anthropology but not necessarily about loving your neighbor as yourself yes they will perhaps say that to you um you know whether you were elementary school or middle school but then once you reach higher grade levels like high school and college it's like to each their own <laughs> it's like you're on your own i mean they believe that your parents should have been able to grow you up in certain practices that will make you a good person in society. But I'm saying to myself, if you send your children, if I send my children right to um, school, right to a public school, you know, and you are promising almost to the point where if they go to school and they attain a degree, they will be successful and so forth, then you should also teach them how to be successful when it comes to relationships. Right, the same way I believe the school system should have long ago teach us how to be successful um, with money. You know how to manage money well and how to multiply money, how to do all of these different things um, with money. Um, but however, you know they they failed in that regards. And so one of the reasons I believe you know society too is, to be honest, majority are cold in society. Uh, Besides, you know, the world just being the world and, you know, is without Christ and they don't have the knowledge of the kingdom of God and God's love. I believe it's also because, you know, you know, either their parents or as well, again, as I said, the school system um, did not contribute, contribute to them being loving and knowing that, you know, they should be respectful regardless. Nowadays, again, it's like if someone doesn't respect you, then it's like you can choose not to be respectful towards them. But it's not about us in that lighting. It's about just doing what's right. Amen. It's about doing the godly thing. Now, very quickly, so that we can go ahead and close this session. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, I try to do the streaming on YouTube, but I don't know what happened. Um, YouTube was just not corresponding or cooperating with me. And so I had to use another software. So about the time that you guys see this, um, it's going to probably be around 6.31-ish or um, close to 7 p.m. So I do strongly apologize about that, but thank you. You're gonna go ahead and still watch this, I believe, if you were indeed interested um, concerning this topic. Now, if you don't mind, go ahead and open your Bible pages to Jeremiah 7 verse 5 to 9, Jeremiah 7, verse 5 to 9. And I love this because this is God himself speaking in this passage. 
Okay, so Jeremiah 7 verse 5 to 9 says, if you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, I then I will let you live in this place and the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Oh my goodness. Wow. And then verse nine, y'all, will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn essence to Baal or to Baal, follow other gods you have not known? So this is God speaking concerning his own people. God is noticing that his own people are beginning to mix certain practices with his truth. And God right there is literally saying that you guys are hypocrites. You know, you are living in hypocrisy and you are also superficial. You're not genuine people. You're not authentic people. And the reason why I wanted to share this particular passage is to also address here that the common factor for singles and couples as well in the context of relationship, we already addressed that's the common factor. But to really master relationships, you have to be genuine. Um, you cannot you know, function in hypocrisy. You cannot be a hypocrite. This is just general, whether you are Christian or not. And this goes for me too. We have to learn how to um, walk in love without hypocrisy. So we have to learn that our yes is our yes and that our no is our no. Amen. And that whatever that I do is not to receive something from you, right? I'm doing it out of the love that is in my heart from the spirit of God. Amen. Wow. This is Father God speaking and we can learn so much from that. And so I strongly would encourage you all, um, again, whether you are single or not, challenge yourself after this session to really begin to analyze yourself and say to yourself, have I been walking in self-control enough? Have I been kind enough? Have I been um, respectful enough? Have I been genuine enough in the way that I, you know, interact with other people and the way that I address certain matters and so forth? And the more that you do that, the more your heart to itself becomes open up, you know, open to be able to experience transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will note that and the Holy Spirit will soon see that you do now have the desire to bear these fruits. You do now have the desire to be able to have healthy relationships. Because often the reason why you see so many people deal with toxic relationships is not because they ever wanted to be, again, in, in a toxic relationship, but it had, or they wanted to be the person who was the cause of the toxic relationship. But it happens because, again, often people grow up and they don't hear enough people saying to be loving, to be respectful, and to do these things just because it's the right thing to do. Often people will say to do this so that way you can get this end result, right? So this is still stemming from a selfish um, from a selfish need. But when you say to yourself, well, I'm going to be respectful no matter what, because this is what is good. This is what is going to please God. Then you're going to do it. Whether someone treats you, you know, properly or not, whether someone treats you the right way or not. Is it something easy to do? Of course not. But at the end of the day, this is why it's important for us to realize that whatever we do in this earth, before we do it for other people, we're, we're doing it for the glory of God. We're doing it to please God. We're not here to please other people. Just because we're not here to please other people, this is not saying for us to 
you know, disrespect of other people and treat people poorly, but it just puts us in this place where um, it causes us to have this protection where even if people treat us poorly, we're going to say to ourselves, God is our defender, and I'm going to still go ahead and do what's right in God's eyes, because I know at the end of the day, he is my God. It's not another human being. You know, he is my God. He is the one that I put my trust in. And so I hope that you all were greatly um, blessed by this session. I pray that you learned something new. Um, I pray that again, that you will continue to have healthy relationships and you will continue to pursue God to help you to grow in your personal relationship with him in order for you as well to pour into others. Because I believe at the end of the day, life is better together than apart. Um, I believe there are times, yes, God will put you in a place of isolation or separation, but often he does that in order for you to have bear so much fruit, right? So much fruit of the Holy Spirit that when he does send you to different regions or when he does send you to different communities, you will be so full that you will have that great desire to just pour that out to other people. You know, Paul, even though he was a man of God who suffered persecution and um, hatred by the hands of his enemies and those who were enemies um, of God, he literally said over and over his epistles that, you know, it was it was worth it for him to pour himself as a drink offering, right? Um, because he wanted to be able to help others know the love of God. He wanted to be able to um, see others experience what he himself personally experienced when God transformed his life forever. Thank you so much for tuning in to this session. Again, if you like this session, if you like this YouTube video, because this will be posted on YouTube, go ahead and click this um, like button. Make sure you subscribe to the JLP Network YouTube channel and hit the notification bell. So that way you will be the first to be notified when we release new videos. Now, before I go, <laughs> I know I said this a couple of times, but for real this time, before I go, um, I recommend you to go ahead also and follow us on Instagram. That way too, you, be, you can be um, connected with us in our ministry and know when we have new events coming up. This coming week, there is something special arriving. So you don't want to miss out on that. So make sure you are following us on Instagram and make sure you have already liked the JLP Network Facebook um, page and go ahead and as well, join us on our website there. And very soon you'll be able to subscribe to our newsletter to continue to remain updated to all that God is doing through our ministry. And before I leave y'all, y'all remember this, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, take care. Peace out.